Welcome to episode 61 of the I Want to Party with Bob Bobcast. This episode is the Bo Weevils interview and music extravaganza episode. Here we go. All right. The song you are hearing in the background right now is by the Bo Weevils, of all things. It's interesting. Uh, and it is the Bo Weevils theme song. And what a, holy shit, what a rad thing to do. Have a theme song, your band's theme song. That's great. Every band should have a song they call their theme song, right? Could you think about it. The Slayer theme song. How would that go? Uh, Hail Satan, we're Slayer. Actually, I'm a practicing Catholic. Tom Mariah. Uh, no, that was Fugazi. No, no, no. Fugazi never really appreciated being too commercial. They were notoriously anti-self-promotion. So, yeah, no, no, that wouldn't work. Jawbreaker? Jawbreaker? We're Jawbreaker. We wrote a mediocre record, and we broke up, and then I'll go start a shitty emo band after Jawbreaker. None of that was good. Uh, the Bull Weevils have a theme song, and it's fucking rad. That's what's important here. So, in this episode, there will be three more Bull Weevil songs, besides the one going right now. In this order, the song Bullet Man... Major Problems, and the very last song is Honesty Isn't So Simple. The songs Bullet Man and Major Problems are off the 1995 full-length record Heavyweights, and the Bull Weevil's theme song and Honesty Isn't So Simple are off of the 2014 Attack Scene EP. Those are your songs for the episode. What else is going on here? A couple weeks ago, I had a video chat with four members of the Bull Weevils, Daryl, Ken, Pete, and Pete. All right, the Pete thing gets, is a little confusing, so we're going to do it like this. Drummer Pete is Pete Mumford. Bass player Pete is Pete Mittler. So I'll refer to them from now on as Mumford and Mittler. Little little tidbit, little fact here. Pete Mittler was in The Bomb. And also he was in Naked Raygun for a bit. Whoa, Jesus. When he told me that during the interview, I I like locked up. I fanboyed out for a second. I go, oh, oh really? Oh, okay. The Bomb, by the way. Jeff Pizzotti of Naked Ray Gun sings in that band. They started in 99 and supposedly are kind of still going on. Check out The Bomb. The Bomb is one of my favorite bands ever, next to The Bull Weevils, of course, of course. Mittler was also in The Methadones and a bunch of more bands. Dude's a fucking ripping bass player. He really is. I got to say this, too. This lineup of The Bull Weevils is absolutely incredible, not just musically, though musically they're tight. They're all incredibly talented people, super, super good, but they have a lot of chemistry together, I think. That's one of the things that makes any band that has that similar or same kind of chemistry together great. They're all really good friends, all the guys in the Bull Weevils. They have fun doing what they do, and it really does show. The Bull Weevils as they stand today, top-notch band, for sure. Before we get to the interview and some songs, uh, let me tell you the brief story of how I met the Bull Weevils. And this was only a couple of years ago, back in 2016. Uh, actually, it, it, my introduction to the Bull Weevils goes back way further than that. Tilt Wheel was on this video compilation thing called Cinema Beer Goggles. And the Bull Weevils were on that as well. And that was way back, like in the mid to late 90s kind of thing. That was my introduction to the Bull Weevils as a band, as far as I can remember. Though Davey and I kind of debate this and think we might have played a show with the Bull Weevils at some point in the 90s. It seems logical that some point when they were on tour out here or something like that, we just we can't fucking remember exactly for sure. But back to the more recent thing, Tilwheel was playing this kind of cinema beer goggles reunion show. In some ways, that was on March 25th of 2016 
at the Chem Club in San Diego. On that show were the bands Darlington, Western Settings. They're from San Diego. They were like my second interview for the Bobcast, by the way. Tilt Wheel, like I said, Whitecaps, and the Bull Weevils. The last three bands, Tilt Wheel, Whitecaps, and the Bull Weevils, were all, all had videos in the Cinema Beer Goggles video compilation thing. Now, this show we were playing that took place over Easter weekend, it kind of complicated thing. My wife was out of town, and our kid was staying at his grandparents the night of that show. The next day, I had planned to take him to an Easter egg hunt. He was three years old at the time, so I didn't get to stay for this whole show, which kind of sucks. I stayed for two bull. The bull weevils played last. I stayed for two bull weevil songs and then got out of there. At that show was the very first time I met Daryl. And I think I met the rest of the band too, though. It was very brief, but I talked to Daryl for a couple minutes kind of thing. I introduced myself to him. He gave me a hug and he gave me a t-shirt. And he talks about this in the interview a little bit. Here, I want to pay you for it. And he was like, no, take it. You know, I was like, ah, okay, okay. And I don't remember if I paid for it or not. I don't, I can't remember if we mentioned it in the interview part or not either. But uh, yeah, whatever. We're going to talk about that in the interview. We'll hear about it. And one of the reasons we're going to hear more about it is the Bow Weevils had a much more interesting night in San Diego at that show than than what I saw firsthand. Apparently, uh, Hazmat Cruz had to go into the Ken Club bathroom. Uh, there was a near all-out brawl kind of thing. Uh, yeah, the list goes on. They had a rough night in some ways, I guess. But that show was super fun. I'm glad I got to meet Daryl at the very least and the rest of the guys very briefly. We'll hear more about that show in the interview, so stay tuned for that for sure. One more key thing about this group of people that make up the Bull Weevils. I know I already mentioned the chemistry between the members of the band. Let me elaborate on that just a little bit. These guys, and I got this from talking to them, they're like brothers when they're all together, okay? Laughing, joking, giving each other shit. And that's rad as a band. And that's very a very, very special thing, I think. Have you ever seen or known a band that the, where the members don't really like each other very much? Or even don't really even know each other, like a singer or something and a bunch of session musician types playing in the band. You can tell. You can tell when a band is filled with people who are friends outside of and also inside of the band, right? Or or the opposite, where they don't know each other at all or actively dislike each other. I think there's a little something more to bands that have that bond of friendship, bands like the Bull Weevils. You can see it when they're playing live. I mean, you can hear, I think you can hear it in the music too, honestly. Because even in a recording, that little extra kind of bond comes through in the music. And I think it really does with the Bull Weevils. On the opposite side of that, I'm just going to say Metallica. Look at that fucking shit show of a band. Oh my God. They hate each other. They fucking hate each other. And it totally shows in their music of the last several years, especially, I think, at Metallica. Now, here's a funny thing about them. Just a brief side note. Metallica was fucking insane when they first kind of started to get big in the like, late 80s, early 90s. They were fucking great, kind of like before Cliff Burton died, more or less. I would say up until they hit like the Black Album years, that they all kind of got along, not too, you know, they were all buddy buddies or whatever. And then at the Black Album and on, it's like, oh, fuck, you can tell these guys fuck, do not fucking like each other at all. Something was not quite right. So here's a mission for you. Think about that when you're listening to music and kind of look into the band, who they are. Are they friends with each other? Is it just like 
a bunch of hired guns and one main person, that kind of thing. And just see if you can kind of hear the difference between friends that you know for sure are all a bunch of like best friends and then bands that are just, you know, uh, you know, I'm just doing this for a job kind of thing. I think you'll catch on to it. I really do. So the Bull Weevils do have that bond, that chemistry. They have that down to a science where things work so well for them. And part of that is I just think these guys are basically like best friends. And that's fucking rad. That truly is a beautiful thing. Well, let's get to it here. We've got some Bull Weevils to talk to and some songs to listen to, don't we? Uh, we are also in this episode going to have some words from our friends at Mouse and Monkey Button Company. And that's, by the way, who I use for my kind of podcast button stuff and till wheel stuff, by the way. So, yeah, there's a big uh, endorsement of them. We're also going to hear from a really rad organization in this episode that is based in Chicago called Project Sincere. Project Sincere does really, really amazing work with kids in the Chicago area. Donate to them if you can. You'll hear all about them a little bit later in the episode and how you can donate if you would like to. In this episode, we also have superhero trivia. Yes, indeed. Comic book superhero questions. Mostly older stuff from the 1970s and earlier kind of thing. Daryl is a big comic book guy, which is awesome. This is kind of a fitting thing. There are some superhero-related interview questions that may have inspired me to draw a little comic of the Bull Weevils uh, and their super team. What was their super team, super team called? Well, you, you'll hear about it. There's uh, some definite interview questions along those lines coming up here soon. So here we go. Here are some words from our friends at Mouse and Monkey Button Company, then the song Bullet Man, and on to the interview and the rest of the episode. Stay tuned. In this edition of the Mouse and Monkey Button Company advertisement, we're going to do something completely different. Let's hear some testimonials from actual, real-life, and highly satisfied customers of the Mouse and Monkey Button Company. Mr. I.P. Freely of Ding Dong, Texas writes, I've never had a button on my jean hat that looks as good and is as durable as this Mouse and Monkey Company button. Mrs. Anita Bath of Scratch Ankle, Alabama says, Mouse and Monkey solved all of my bottle opening and key holding issues with one product with their custom keychain bottle opener. Finally, Mr. Seymour Butts of Intercourse, Pennsylvania writes in with this testimony, this custom magnetic bottle opener really changed my life. I've never owned anything so convenient that was so close to my bush lights and so close to my heart. Listen to those testimonials, folks incredible you can be as happy and satisfied with your custom buttons keychain bottle openers magnetic bottle openers or pocket mirrors simply reach out to mouse and monkey button company via phone at area code 909-991-6666 you can reach them via email at mmbuttonco at gmail.com or visit the Mouse and Monkey Button Company website at www.mmbuttonco.com and get that custom button, keychain bottle opener, magnetic bottle opener, or pocket mirror project started today. You will not regret it.
Welcome to the Bull Weevils, to the I Want to Party with Bob Bobcast. I'm here with Daryl, I know, the singer Daryl, but why don't the rest of you introduce yourselves, because I don't really know you guys. My name's Pete. I bang on the skins. And I like to think I'm the most important person in the band. You are the backbone <laughs> of the band. And everyone yes. else. Yep. By yeah. bang on the skins, do you mean drums or your personal life? <laughs> you know the answer. Well, yeah, actually, I'm the skin there, it's, it's both lately. You see what it? I do. <laughs> oh, we've been yeah. on, we've yeah, been yeah, on tour me. together. <laughs> I see what you do more than I need to, believe me. Right. I'm the other Pete, and I play bass, and I mostly just make fun of them. <laughs> and have accidents. I'm the guy who has accidents. They, they get a lot of good laughs out of me. Good. In his pants. In the bed and in his pants. <laughs> I can. I play guitar. There we go. Okay, cool. That's it. All, all he right. does. So what? Now, okay. Pete, Pete and Pete, do we call you Mumford for drums and then Mittler for bass? That works. That works? That'll, okay. All right. That'll work. Mr. Mumford. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Mumford, right okay. Here. We can do that. We can do that. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, Mumford's fine. Okay, good. All right, give me the give me the origin story of the band. How did you how did the name come up? And and uh saying Google it is not acceptable. I do have to, to say that real quick. We and our former bass player formed a band and we thought of all kinds of cool names like sticky fingers and like something with the word funk in it and like none of it worked so we opened uh bob the old bass player opened up a dictionary put his finger down and it landed on bull weevils and the truth is it's supposed to just be bull weevils but everyone says the bull weevils and you get really angry i personally like the bull weevils i don't know if you guys feel the same way yeah, I feel that way. Thank you. It's like better than Toxic Bubblegum, which is the other name you had. Remember that? Toxic Bubblegum. Like Dying Breed. Dying Breed. That was Dying Breed. Dying Breed. So you're yeah. kind of you're kind of the Bay City Rollers of punk, because didn't that isn't that how they came up with their name? They walked up to a map and put a pin on it. We're called the Something Rollers, and then it they pinned Bay City or some <laughs> shit, and there we go. Good thing it wasn't Saskatchewan. <laughs> <That's> Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> so what year did the band start in 89 sort of um sort of. daryl you want to answer yeah. that or you want me to like we were all the, the big thing is we were all going to shows together you know i was going to see naked reagan shows and that's where i ran, met you know ken and bob um but just being the survivors in the front we'd go to shows and hang out and became friends from that you know yeah i, I graduated what, high school 88 and then started college in 89 and then you guys handed me that tape. I said, hey, you guys, I want you to sing in this band. They handed me their demo tape. It was from then on, we just started rocking and rolling. Yeah, we, we did one show. We did one show without Daryl, and our bass player at the time was singing, and it was really horrendous. So, <laughs> was it Bob, Bob the bass player? Yeah, we needed, we needed to um, come up with a better solution. So we were standing at a naked ray gun show. And it was Daryl and his buddy Paul. And I said, that guy Paul looks really cool. We should ask him to sing for the band. And then we heard Daryl singing along and we decided probably, you know, we should ask Daryl. So we handed Daryl the demo tape. But it could have gone either way. <laughs> well, I'm glad it went the way it went. I, that's, I think, I think it. history is glad the, that it went the way that, went, that it went, too. I look like an asshole. I had that stupid hat on. and that. It looked like an asshole. He had one of those <laughs> 
Yeah, one of those hats on that have the flaps in the back. <laughs> oh, a jobbers? A jobber? No way. Flaps in the back? I, I was in the no back. way. At the time, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take Daryl as long as he loses the hat. <laughs> that was part of the deal. Oh, that's good. That's good. Daryl got out of medical school. I mean, we're going to kind of fast forward here and not talk too much about the the formative years and all that stuff. Once Daryl got out of medical school, the band more or less stopped at 96 is that about right yeah probably yeah i started residency 96 and 96 so yeah you know, back may 96 i started at mcbeal so yeah may june and that was when we were on tour and i then you know i had to leave the tour <laughs> start up that's when everything went <laughs> downhill. Like, they were like, like you son of a bitch how dare you and, and, you know, looking back on it, I probably wasn't as forthcoming as I should have been. No. Having to leave. I kind of implied it. <laughs> I, I, I love Daryl, but we were in uh, El Paso, Texas. And he said, guys, uh, I got to fly out tomorrow because I'm going to start my residency. And we had like a week or so left of shows. Oh, no. And he didn't know that at all. We thought it, maybe. And we were just like, oh, my God. So... We had to sing for the last. People would be like, "Oh, I thought the Bull Weevils were playing," and we're like, uh, "Yeah, we're the Bull Weevils," and they were like, "Oh, no, no, you're not," and they would. Leave. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I, I thought that I had maybe implied it enough that, "Hey, man, residency starting." Like, oh yeah, 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 we're starting school. We're cool, man. That's cool, man. <laughs> I'm like, I got it. Yeah, I'm going to be going to. Yeah, we don't have the reference. It's all cool. I'm like, dude, I got to go. got to go, man. It was like, it. I'm like, what the fuck, man? And that was like plotting my murder after that. Which that yeah, the truth <laughs> is, is I don't think we wanted to believe he was really going to go, even though in the back of our minds, we kind of knew it. We're like, no, no, he'll just stay for the whole tour. It'll be fine. Yeah, good. <laughs> Now, were you, yeah. Daryl and Ken, were, was it just Daryl and Ken? You two are the, the only guys that are here tonight that were in that yes. that lineup? Okay. Did you yeah. still, so Bob was still playing bass? He still had Bob on bass or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then at the time, Brett was playing drums, right? That time, Brett was playing drums, yeah. Yeah, from house. crew that was. When did the two Pete's, when did you two guys come into the picture? Was it... Kind of when the band reunited in the yeah. 2000s? Kind yeah, of thing? So we played, we, we, yeah, we played a show at uh, Metro in 2003. Uh, it was like a reunion show. It was a benefit for WLUW, a radio station here in Chicago. Cool. And, uh, and these guys didn't want me to play with them, but Bob, <laughs> <laughs> but Bob wouldn't play the show unless I was the drummer. So That's then these true. guys finally caved. They couldn't find out. So then now they're fucking stuck with me. I don't so. know if I really was fully against you playing. I was just a little reticent. I'm like, I don't know, man. Who's this dude? I was just joking, you fucking asshole. I'm out. <laughs> I always wanted to be in a band with these two knuckleheads at some point in my life. But yeah, I, I know I'm like, now. yeah. Yeah, I'd known Ken for some time before that. I played in other bands and stuff at the Fireside, so we knew each other already. But uh, yeah, so that's why I started playing in 03. 
because I because you played in bands that I watched all the time. So that's the thing. You were in Ham Planet. You were in you were, you were the Force Birds though. So you, from that, it's like we're trying to make up for it, Daryl. I know <laughs> it's too late, dude. Let me already this for you. You're a fucker, fucking answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Daryl's leaving. Did uh, <laughs> did you guys the two Pete's? Did you guys play with the Bull Weevils in your other bands at any time or anything like that in the past? I only joined about what four years ago, three four years ago. Yeah. I don't know exactly, but I've known these guys a long time. I took them on their first tour out west because I was the only person they knew who had a band. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and it broke down like four times or something. I don't know. And then, you know, I actually, yeah, that's when I lost, as we were talking about earlier, that's when I lost my front tooth because I passed out and fell face first onto the concrete in uh, Texas or something, Arkansas, something like that. And uh, passed out so many times from so many different things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that might be true. but, uh, But yeah, and then I played in a bunch of other bands, and I don't know, I honestly don't know if any of my other bands yeah, well, the bomb we played with you guys. Oh, you were in the bomb. You were in the bomb. Yeah, I had no. Yeah. I love the bomb. The bomb was one of my oh, favorite. Awesome. One of my favorite bands. Like, I was like, oh, it's like Naked Raygun. Uh, kind of a little different, <laughs> a little, you know. I mean, but uh, yeah, I was fucking excited because I don't think Naked Raygun wasn't playing, wasn't doing anything at the time, right? When no, the bomb for a long there. time they were not. Yeah, right. and then yeah, and then I. We played one of our, actually, it was the last show the bomb ever played was with the Bull Weevils. Yeah. Oh, no And kidding. then I went and I joined, yeah. And then I joined Ray Gun when Pierre had his stroke. And I did that for a while. And then I quit that. And these guys were, I saw Ken. At, I joined another band, a local band, and I was just screwing around. And Ken showed up at one of our shows one night. And we were bullshitting. And not long after that, I got a, he asked me if I wanted to try out. And, I knew I was going to get in because I know they love me. There you go. There you go. If they said no actually, to somebody actually, that was in the bomb and also uh, naked ray gun, they'd be pretty foolish, I would say. You know, so. And I don't yeah, think any well, of them are foolish. They knew me long before that. They knew me long before they, that, and they knew the crazy things I was capable of outside of playing music. And I think they just wanted some entertainment. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, and I haven't disappointed. No, you have not. <laughs> no, honestly, though, I'd say, you know, in all truth, like all of us together as a lineup, I think it's like perfect symbiotic lineup of all things. I mean, it's like, I I can't say, I, I enjoy every moment with each of these guys more than anything. I mean, when we played before, Ken, I mean, we had a great time. So it's wrong with everybody in the band, but it's a different vibe. This is the best lineup i think we've had and not just because we're old and i'm saying that but that should be really, it should be a, it's like maybe all, on the couch all of us together have a, a symbiotic thing that goes where we can just just flow and just do it and it's and it's always fun it's ne- there's never a time where you yeah. know like oh, it wasn't fun you know there's, like he play sometimes it's like, <laughs> only fun for some of us but this is like it, there's always something that makes it fun even when it's really it's still fun <laughs> Sure. So the, no drama, yeah. no drama, especially when you're younger, that drama of being on the road and one guy's wasted and the other guys are pissed at him and this and that. And so much happens. But when you're older, it seems like it's you know so what, much easier to get along in some ways. We have drama, but the funny thing yep. about it is that the kind of personalities that we are is anytime there's any drama, we usually just make fun of the other person so bad that they're kind of forced to 
know, like, let it go. Deal with you it. Know? Deal with it. So it's a con- yeah, conflict exactly. resolution by mocking the other people incessantly, yeah. right? Okay, of that's course. good. That's good. Pretty much. <laughs> well, we, yeah. we make fun of each other a lot. Yeah, you kind of have to. To me, it makes it, it it's a lot more fun that way. If you're too serious, there's no fun being in a band in that kind of in that kind of situation you might as well be in guns and roses or some shit where everybody hates each other you know so so what's the goal are we gonna be millionaires and do all kind no we're not we're friends and our friend time is hanging out and playing music so that that keeps us together yep until i join guns and roses Is this the same lineup that played out in San Diego, what, like four years ago? Was it four years ago? You guys yeah. came out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, what now? Why are you guys laughing? What? what San uh, Diego. Yes, indeed. What happened? No, because we had fun with you guys. It was fun. It was fun. It was a great show. But it's like, everybody, I think it came to a point where DEFCON, whatever, the worst DEFCON number you can get, because I was out of control a little bit. So at that point, all bets were off what was going to happen. So I was angry for some. Okay, yeah. let me tell you what happened, Bob. Yeah, yes. So, <laughs> well, before you start there, let me just say that me and Pete Mumford were hungover and had the shit. And like, <laughs> no, you had the shit. Don't bring me into this. Mumford, you can call right that bathroom. No, oh, I was gonna talk about barrels. You can go ahead after he, after I say that. We're sitting at the bar, and this is what I remember about that show. And Ken goes to the bathroom. He comes out, and like two minutes later, there's a guy with a fucking bucket and a, and a mop, like a wet mop, going into the bathroom. It's so bad. Don't blame that on me. Oh, I had to go, man. That was all. That was all you, buddy. <laughs> but, so you don't see him coming out with the hazmat suits on, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. Driving to the show, we're driving, and it took forever because we were coming from where? We were coming from like Los Angeles, right? No, LA. LA, yeah. And so we're driving, and it is a long fucking drive. No, it wasn't LA. It was somewhere else. I oh, think north because LA is only oh, like Ventura. ninety minutes away. I think away, you guys right? played in Ventura. So we, we got fucked up in Ventura, man. Okay. <laughs> That's the only way to do Ventura. That's the only way to go there. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're driving down, and it's taking forever. And Ken is getting car sick all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we get stopping, and we're like, we got to get to the fucking show. So we finally get there. San Diego's beautiful. We're hanging out at my buddy PJ's house. Remember at PJ's house? Yeah. out for PJ's house. And we go to the show. We're hanging out. We're doing our stuff. We're playing and we're playing with you guys. It's all fun. Yeah. And some fans there were like in Darlington. In Darlington, yeah. Some fans there were like <laughs> all mad shit, just crazy shit. I don't know who it was, but our buddy Paul was there though. Paul was hanging out, which is awesome, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we're having, we're like things are gonna be great. We're drinking tequila like idiots at the, at the bar. <laughs> and as I come out of the bathroom before it's destroyed by ten, and some dude goes. <laughs> Hey, dude, nice set. I'm like, you haven't even played yet, man. <laughs> so then I'm pissed. I'm like, fuck this, fuck this. So we're playing, and I go off on some fucking tire. Maybe he was talking about your shit. I, <laughs> Maybe he thought you did great work in the bathroom. <laughs> I 
big old tirade about, you know, you guys have these mutants there that are current plans. You can see the future and see how well we're going to play and blah, blah, And I'm just mad. And then they're not even watching us play. They're in the bar drinking. So I start calling them out. And, and Tommy goes over and says some shit to them. Tommy says some shit to them. And the guy comes over and he's out there. And I, I don't know, I just like take his hat off his head. He's in the front row. I rub his hat on my what kind of do- what remember. kind of doctor <laughs> are you exactly are you a doctor of ass whooping or what what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> that'd be urology, the urology oh, there you go there you go okay i'm just like fuck so this guy he starts leaving and i start talking shit to him and i'm mad and pete you start laughing so Midler's laughing. He knows we're done now because Daryl's fucking on a rampage. So he's just laughing. And so it's, and Ken's done. We're all done. So it's, it's, I'm losing. I'm just looking around like, all right, there's going to be a fight. Where's, what's going to happen next? Oh, I was 100% certain. I was 100% certain we were we were going to be fighting that night with somebody. <laughs> Points of reason that lost all reason. We're done. Yeah. So I'm just like, fuck it, we're done. We're done. And I'm just yeah. on the stage and acting like an ass. But I remember, Bob, you came over. You're like, but he had to leave because you had to kids like, um, I'd like to buy some merch. Can I get this? I'm like, yeah, I yeah. can have some trouble. So I'm going to pay for it. I'm like, no, dude. You're like, no, man, I, I really, I'm like, you're being all, God damn it, cheated. I'm like, <laughs> I felt bad for being so angry. I'm like, God damn it. Why do you make me feel bad? And it's like, then you guys, you guys played out. I was like, fuck. I thought you were the, the nicest guy in the world. I was like, I didn't see any problem with you, but I was, you know, whatever. I'm always in my own world, you know? But I thought you were fine. I didn't see any. Any. I wish I had seen it now that you're talking about it, though. I would have loved to have seen it. You know. I remember being on stage and laughing. About that. I remember thinking we're gonna we're gonna be brawling out front with these dudes later. Man. And I was surprised we didn't. Girls the glue that holds it together because me and Mittler are pretty much like, okay, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. And Mumford's along for the ride, and he's like, all right, if some shit goes down, I'm in. So Daryl's usually the calm one. And when she was, she goes up, ripped, we're in good center. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Volatility fact. It was fun. It was good. We drove the band to get my anti-diarrhea stuff. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 the store without telling Daryl. We just took the truck. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I need to go get Imodium or something or else I'm going to shit myself <laughs> over <laughs> Oh, you were mad, Daryl. Daryl found out about that, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I did it. I guess, you know, Kendra, you know Kendra, she's no Kendra. Kendra was like out in, in San Diego, and then that dude was talking and asked her about, you know, you know those guys in the bowling will fuck that guy. That guy just singer, he's a dick. He was being such an asshole. Fucking, these guys are jerks. And like, she's like, if if they were doing that to you, there probably was a reason that it had to happen. Yeah, yeah. You better you better look at yourself before you start saying things about that about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder who that guy. I wonder who that guy was. I don't. It wasn't a San Diego guy. It wasn't one of the Whitecaps guys, was it? No. No, you guys are all buddies. Oh, You're all buddies with them, right? Yeah. Because you yeah, were on tour yeah. that whole brothers. time. You were on that little tour with them, weren't you? No, the White Cats are our brothers. We love yeah. them. Yeah, okay, okay. Because cool. you were label mates yeah. with them on, um, was it Fearless that you guys were on with them? Or Hopeless? No, not right. Hopeless. Mm-hmm. 
No, we just did a bunch of shows with them when they were on Hopeless. We did a split with 88 Fingers Lee, and then they were on Hopeless at the time. And Lewis, who ran Hopeless, always was like trying to get us to uh, hook up, so we played shows with them. Oh, gotcha. Oh, you guys were on Doctor Strange back in the in the yeah, 90s, yeah. right? Yeah, okay, that's right, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gilman, uh, and that's when Brian from JFA was taking pictures of us. We got the Thrasher, and then we also played that show. We did that, that was the we have a live show. We were in Chicago. We got kicked out of the Metro. We played with the Whitecaps. Whitecaps played that show when we have a live show that we got kicked out of the Metro. So wherever you play with <laughs> the Whitecaps, uh, trouble yeah, yeah. seems to follow kind of thing? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, Maybe, I need to get the Whitecaps on an episode to get a, a you know, the other opinion, the other side of the story. Right. So they're going to say, God damn, every time right. we hang out with the Bull Weevils, they're fights. Yeah. Like, fuck it, everybody's pissed off. Oh, my God. You know. Bob's got a question here. Right? <laughs> okay, so what, what made the band want to reunite and start doing shows? I mean, you did that kind of one-off thing in 03. And then in 06, you got back together, and it's been on kind of since then, right? Yeah, so Riot Fest, when they were in their infancy, uh, contacted us and said, hey, they actually emailed me and said, hey, do you guys want to do a show? Somebody getting killed or something? I know, it sounds like there's somebody dying somewhere. <laughs> Is that coming from mine? Oh, I wonder. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's a silly question, isn't it? Yeah. That's a pretty ridiculous question. So, I'll, I'll go to a quieter spot. Okay. I got a hobble, though. What do you think for the murder? I forgot the guy's name. It wasn't Mike at the time who emailed me. The guy with the ponytail? Yeah. And he's like, hey, you guys want to play this festival we're doing? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. He's like, how much do you guys ask for? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what, will anyone even pay to see us? And they're like, well, we'll give you two grand. And I'm like, all right, let me call the guys. And that, that was it. And then we kept playing, uh, but we weren't doing anything new. It was just like playing these shows. We probably our basically, but of course, the more you start playing, the less money you can make. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, right? But we were just doing it for fun. The bass player, Bob, was like, you know, um, I just would rather go hunting and fishing, and we're going to be better friends if we break up. And we wanted to break the band up, but we, Pete and Daryl were like, uh, this is a little too much fun. Like, this is where I get to do my drinking and my comedy acts and the rest of it. So we decided to keep going. Cool. So we were sitting in the Fireside Bowl. We went to that bar at the fire. That's what kind of made oh, it. Yeah. Do that. Is that their hammer service and drinks? And we sat there and got like, we got to keep doing it. Way too much. And that, that was it right there. Fireside kept us together. That's right. I guess cool. Fireside's gone now, right? Didn't it, did it shut down? No, they still do bowling there. Oh, they do yeah, bowling. They don't, don't do, they don't do shows anymore or anything like no, that? Not, not that I knew of. Oh, gotcha. We'll talk more about the band in a minute. Let's get to a little trivia. Superhero trivia. This is round one. Question number one. The Batman made his first appearance in May of 1939 and has become a cultural icon that represents almost literally the opposite of what most of today's billionaires stand for. Uh, Bruce Wayne would be very sad if he did actually exist. What comic book series did the Batman first appear in?
Oop. Detective Comics. <laughs> Detective Comics it is, yes. Issue number 27, May of 1939. All right. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. I think, I think Pete just just broke his last tooth over there. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, I did almost fall down the stairs. Oh, shit. I know. You, you, almost had me, you almost had me on camera falling down the stairs. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you walking down the <laughs> am i what walking on that ankle are you asking me as my friend or as my doc i i i was using one crutch all right keep going <laughs> okay we'll keep going okay <laughs> question number two superman made his first appearance in action comics issue number one in april of 1938 tell me what is the name of the fictional planet that superman was born on and hang on, oh, hang on, bonus points if you can tell me Superman's birth name as well. Ken, go ahead. All right, he was born on Krypton. Krypton, very good, yes. And I think it was Kal-El. Oh, you are so, <laughs> so correct, Ken. You are so correct. <laughs> Wow, look at you, man. Come on, dude. You like those apples, Daryl? (laughs) It's a tie. We have a tie. Two questions in and we have a tie. All right. Question number three. Both of those comic books I mentioned in questions one and two, Detective number 27 and Action Comics number one, are worth a lot of money. But tell me, which one of these comics is worth more, Detective number 27 or Action Comics number one? It's action comics. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. The numbers on that. uh, Action Comics number one was the highest sale for any comic book in the history of comic books. $3.2 million in 2014 for a good copy. Um, That number one, that Detective 27 with Batman, sold for like a million bucks in 2010. And interestingly enough, do you know who bought that? The last sale of that action comics. It was either the last one or the one before that. It was Nicholas Cage bought that yeah. comic book, right? Yeah, 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 that? yeah. That's crazy. I go, wow, Nicholas. So that's why he ended up doing all those shitty roles because he blew all his money on Superman number one, basically. <laughs> so. Project Sincere is the brainchild of three African-American men who learned the power of education and technology at an early age. During their time in corporate America, Jason Coleman, George Wilson, and Sean Phillips observed the lack of diversity within the STEM fields, that is, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. In 2008, they decided a change was necessary and left their corporate jobs to create Project Sincere. Project Sincere now provides opportunities for thousands of students who have been traditionally underrepresented in STEM. Project Sincere programs provide students with year-round opportunities to become engaged in STEM through its innovative project-based learning curriculum. These opportunities have actively increased the number of underrepresented students who have become engaged in the STEM fields. Through our program implementation, we are helping to move the needle in changing the face of engineering. 
We work directly with school districts, local universities, and community organizations to deliver our engineering-focused programs. Since our launch in 2009, we have been able to create a spark in the minds of thousands of students to show them how STEM careers can be fun, creative, and rewarding. Our mission is to prepare the minds and create pathways for underrepresented and disadvantaged students to pursue careers in the STEM fields. Project Sincere programs provide students with opportunities to gain an understanding of engineering-based principles and recognize how they are connected to everything around them. Armed with this knowledge, our students can confidently go into the world and change it before society tells them they can't. If you would like to donate to Project Sincere, simply go to www.projectsincere, that's project, P-R-O-J-E-C-T, sincere, S-Y-N-C-E-R-E dot O-R-G, and click on the donate button on the top right of your screen. something a little different for the next question uh no more of that band stuff for now sort of we're talking about superheroes so i'm gonna pick 
a band member. Okay. So example, I'm going to say, Ken, I want you to think about one of the other guys in this case, I'm going to say, Ken, I want you to think about Daryl and tell me <laughs> what you think his superpower is. What if Daryl was a superhero, what would his superpower be? Hmm. Um, his ability to have lack of emotion. No emotions. Yeah. Okay. Is that a superpower? That's just him, I guess. <laughs> That's okay. We'll roll with it. We'll roll. We got a lot of you to go through. So yeah, we can, we'll roll with it. So Mumford, you tell me something about Ken. What would his superpower be? God. The ability oh, to destroy man. a toilet in a single bound. I think I'm getting something about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. That's kind of like the opposite of Daryl. He has way too much emotion. <laughs> <laughs> so I was sure you were going to say smell. My smell. No, 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 man. I'm, I'm too nice to do that. Gonna... <laughs> Don't right. out-emote everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Daryl, why don't you tell me about Mr. Mumford? Is that superpower? Oh, jeez. Uh, it would be... Gin intake. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. I think it'd be... You know, I think his, he's got, like, super, like... Uh, Look. Super looks. <laughs> there you go. I, mean, there I you think go. he had the ability to, like... Super empathy you can feel a situation out and know what's happening in the situation and kind of just mold he can kind of meld into the the background and just disappear but then still cause he's stealth he's super stealth because you don't expect it from him then he'll get you super <laughs> stealth now, it's a... now now it's now it's the red hole turn oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm scared now i know who are the last two so all right we got okay mittler Red Hulk. I'll do. He's the yeah, Red my, Hulk. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's, he's, he's got super strength. Super strength. Super strength. strength. Super strength. Show your fingers, dude. Show your yeah. fingers. Seriously. <laughs> he looks like he's wearing those. Should I show him the ones I have or have not cut off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's the Red Hulk or the Viking. <laughs> no, okay. my super my superpower is the ability to be i have like multiple lives apparently yeah yeah you've <laughs> taken it seems like you've taken a beating in a lot of ways okay so nine lives nine lives all right okay so now all right let's say um give him a superhero name then what would daryl's superhero name what would his actual name be then God damn. I ask all the tough know. questions. Yeah, These are way, all the tough questions. This is way too hard, man. <laughs> keep it clean, Ken. Keep it clean, Ken. Frosty. 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 How about Mr. Frosty? Mr. Frosty has more of a range Mr. to it, I think. Dr. Frosty. Dr. Dr. Frosty. Dr. Frosty. <laughs> it's not quite threatening enough to be like Dr. Frost. Dr. Frost actually is pretty good. Dr. Frosty, you're playing on his kind of kinder, gentler side as well. So that's pretty, that's good. I like that. Mumford, you did Ken, right? Yeah, Ken's already got his his name. What's but it, we what's all his know name? him as What is it? What is Fitna. it? Fitna. That's like his alter ego. When <laughs> Fitna comes out, there's trouble. Fitna. Fitna. Apostrophe. It's my last name without a Z. So no, it's, it's, and there's an a. it's like F-I-T-N-A. Fitna. 
Yeah. Okay. okay. That's when shit's gonna happen when Fitna's coming out. <laughs> Captain Captain Fitna. Okay, Captain Fitna. Oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, All right, Mumford with your super super stealth. What would uh what would uh Mumford's superhero name be? Let's see. The amazing Mumford. Amazing Mumford, yeah. Wait. <laughs> I like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> That's, Sesame Street. Am I dating myself? Do you remember that? That's, I totally Sesame. remember it. I totally yeah. loved it. Yeah, the amazing, the amazing Mumford. The amazing Mumford. All right. And then, last but not least, Pete. What do you say? What's you since you, I made since you picked your own? What's a uh, nine lives Catman? Can we go with? Is that a, that doesn't seem uh, appropriate Mumford for you? Was, no. Alfred was calling me the Red Hulk, but I know that uh, I used to get called the Thing by old guitar player because he'd always be like, look at him, he looks like the Thing. I can just see him going, it's clobbering time. It's clobbering time. (laughs) I don't know. Anything along those lines, I guess, would work. There we go. Ben Grimm. Okay. Yes, Ben Grimm. All right. Cool. Mr. Mr. Grimm. There we go. We're just, all you guys should just be misters. Mr. Frosty, Mr. Mumford. Yep. Mr. Fitna, um, f- fitness, fitness, <laughs> beer down my throat, right? I guess uh, is where we're going with that. So, okay, this is the last. This is the last stupid super superhero question. Since you're all in the band together, you're already kind of an organization. What's the name of your superhero organization or your super villain? I think you. you I don't know if you guys are villains or uh, yeah. or maybe villains. Okay, I kind of feel yeah. I'm, I'm getting that vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting that vibe. So the Legion of, you know, Legion shame. of Shame. Legion of Shame. I like that. I like that a lot. That's actually oh, really God. good. You know, I'm doing all this yeah. shit because I'm going to make a comic and I'm going to make a million fucking dollars off you guys one way or the other. You know? so, somehow, oh, some way. <laughs> the leech, and it's oh, the, and it's not going to be flattering. Trust me. Okay. We know that. All right. So, so what is your, what is your organization? What does it stand for? I mean, what's your goal? World domination? Ruining bathrooms Always. across the country, <laughs> you know, devastating the inventories of the local Taco Bell. Uh, what what would your what would your mo be of this super villain? Bring discomfort to the entire world. There you <laughs> yeah. go. Bring discomfort. Don't do that. Don't do that. Who would your arch nemesis be in the entire world of superheroes? But it has to be another, it has to be a band, okay? I want you to give me the name of a band that oh, is your arch nemesis. Uh, yeah, it's a big list. <laughs> who, who is it? What did you say? I couldn't have a big list. Oh, a list. Oh, how long? Yeah, I'm running out of I'm running out of room. I don't know if I maybe I should flip over to the blank side. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the McKenzie guys? No, maybe. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Were they that bad? I don't think that were they. No, maybe they were, they were, uh, not sick of us. I think we've met way worse bands than that. Or that we well, who? I mean, I don't really want to go on public record with that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. you really, if you don't want to say, you don't have to say. Yeah, I'm not gonna put you on the spot like that. But see, you guys are just such wimps. Super Art Nemesis, 88 Fingers Louie. 88 Fingers Louie, okay. Why not? Fuck yeah, that's funny. 
I love those guys too, but anyways. (laughs) That's funny. Since we got that superhero stuff out of the way, let's do more superhero stuff, I guess. Trivia part two. Question number four. Who was the first black superhero to appear in mainstream American comic books? This is a multiple choice question. Was it A, the Falcon, B, Black Panther, or C, Luke Cage? Black Panther. Black Panther is correct. Yes, sir. Black Panther debut. Yeah, I was going to say Lando Calrissian, but. (laughs) No, he's a little bit after that. Uh, Black Panther. Debuted in Fantastic Four number 52, July of 1966. And Jack Kirby created him, I guess. He was initially going to call him Cole Tiger, which would, Black Panther is a way better name than that. So, yeah, yeah but Kirby, I know, Daryl, you're familiar yeah. with, with Jack Kirby for sure, right? Yeah, ripped off a little bit by shit that happened at Marvel. I mean, you think about some of the shit that he created, now he didn't really get. Credit. He didn't get any credit for it. Well, right. Oh, my God. That was a whole thing, a huge thing. Like, his family had, tried, had to settle with him and all kinds of stuff, right? Yep. Yeah. Let's do question number five. Speaking of Luke Cage, the Luke Cage character first appeared in Luke Cage Hero for Hire in June of 1972 and was a solo act until issue number 48 of his series, when he was paired up with a crime-fighting martial artist Bing. and mystical for hang on, Derek. and mystical force uh. user called Blank, and bonus points for the name of the new comic series that was spun off of the Luke Cage solo series. Oh, you got this one, Daryl. Not me. I don't know. He teamed up with. Danny Rand, who is Iron Fist. Yes, sir. And the comic that came out of that was Power Man and Iron Fist. You are correct. Look yes. Power Man and Iron Fist was issue 50 of the Luke Cage series. Yep, April 1978. All right. God, Daryl, you know your comics, man. You do what a nerd. Comics. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dork, yeah. I had better things to do when I was a kid, you nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I didn't read the comic book. I was getting arrested and stopped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, question number six. The X-Men is one of several beloved superhero teams created by Marvel Comics, and Wolverine would have to be one of the X-Men's most beloved members. When telling Wolverine's backstory in the Uncanny X-Men number 120, we were introduced to this team of Canadian superheroes. Members of this Dang. Canadian superhero That's a trick team. Question. <laughs> no, it's not. Members There's of this. No such thing as a Canadian superhero. Come on. <laughs> they have free health care. You know, I mean, you can only go it's America so much. You know. <laughs> Members of I'm this. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> That's okay. Members of this Canadian super team are North Star, Shaman, Snowbird, Sasquatch, and Aurora. Name this team for me. A. It sounds like the weakest superhero team I've ever heard of, so I'm sure Daryl's giving the answer. I loved this team when I was a kid. I was a, I was a, I was a fucked up kid. Yeah, but I know, yeah. right? 
Sasquatch <laughs> isn't even real. How the fuck are you going to Neither, neither is Spider-Man. So, it, was, <laughs> it, it was Alpha Flight. Yes, it was Alpha Flight indeed. What was it called, Bill? Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight. What a weak name for a bunch of super yeah. Yep. See, that's why they're Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Our superhero. What, what, they, what do they do? Sit around drinking beer and playing hockey? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Like, what are we going to do? Hey, I don't hey, know. What I do heard there's do, an eh? old lady who fell into the beer vat at the at the brew at the U brew. Hey, we got to go save her from the beer vat, eh? <laughs> oh boy! Fuck, man! Oh good! Ain't no Canadian superheroes. <laughs> I, I have an answer for that, but yeah, I've been stunned into silence, kind of, you know. <laughs> it was Bob and Doug McKenzie. Great white noise. There you go. That's who it was. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on. We'll shift gears. Last couple questions before the last trivia question in the very end. This question, this is kind of a standby one I ask a lot of people. Uh, it was first asked to me a long time ago, and it's a it's a good it's a funny question. Okay, right? I'm gonna do that whole stupid thing where I assign one of you to the other, and then I want you to tell me what they like that you fucking hate. Okay, so I'm gonna say Daryl. I'm gonna write it down this time so I pair you guys up right. You tell me what Mittler, what you what. <laughs> <laughs> something that Mittler loves, but you're like, oh no. He plays a song every time you get in the van or you get in the hey, play this song. Like, fuck no, we're not ever playing that song. That kind of thing, you know? What does Mittler love that that I fucking hate? That you don't or just, I can figure just, something off the top of my head, but I mean Mittler loves to just antagonize to the point he doesn't love to listen. He doesn't listen. That's like hey. That's your <laughs> okay. Oh man. All right now. Well, um, you might have a point. But it's, it's funny because I just say something. I also love it because it's funny. So it's like I hate it because it's like annoying when you're trying to get to do something that's important. Like, hey, maybe not fall down and break your head open. Let me fix it. And let me listen to you. Then it's just you. Or maybe tell me what when I have a broken ankle, don't walk on it, and then he catches me walking on it. Just like <laughs> All right. Well, what about? He's like, uh, are you walking on that? I'm like, nah, dude. No, 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 no. I was. Uh, that wasn't me. All right, Mr. Mittler, why don't you tell me something about Mr. Mumford then? <laughs> oh no. What is, he, what is he like? Man, we were just talking about something with us recently. Some band you love that I hate. I can't remember what it was though. Jawbreaker. 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 Oh, yeah. Jawbreaker. I fucking hate Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker. He loves Jawbreaker. I'm like, God, how do you listen to that shit? You're wrong, but I won't get that. It's okay. All right, then. Um, okay. All right, Mr. Mumford, why don't you tell me something that Daryl loves that you do not like at all? New bad religion. Oh. <laughs> Anything beyond, like, no control, maybe against the grain, I'm out. Daryl tries to convince me. He plays it for me, and it blows. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes that bad religion tour in 2021. You guys were going to go on. It's like, yep. right. <laughs> right. 
That's our arch nemesis now. Let me uh, let me not unsend that message to eighty fingers. Right, we real right, quick? right. Okay, okay, good. Right. <laughs> All right, then. Can you tell me about about all of them? Yeah, you pick anyone. Pick <laughs> any. Pick any one of them. Tell us about Bob. Let's see. Sure, Bumford, even yeah. though I'm ashamed to say it because I never really say it, it's his love of White Claw drives me a little crazy. <laughs> for Mumford, why? I don't know. I don't know it's what not, it is. It's not manly enough or something. Not manly enough for me. Well, Ken, are you um, are you yeah, a beer yeah. guy? Are you a beer guy mostly or what? Old style. I like old style. old style. You're a traditional Midwestern guy then. That's a thing, right? Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. I mean, the old style is a thing. I feel so you drank something. You drank my white, white claws at you drank my white claws at the last practice. I know. So I don't want to hear about it. And when I came over to your house for a barbecue, that's all you were drinking. You yeah, you lied. <laughs> all right, keep going. Love of tequila. Tequila makes me like sick to my stomach. Uh, I'm with you but there. You love it. Ken, you're not supposed to drink the whole bottle. Well, <laughs> yeah. well you why didn't you tell me that before? <laughs> and uh for Mittler it's eating dinner at eight o'clock. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's because that's because I have a European wife. So we eat dinner like <laughs> that's what they said. Yeah. That's what we were like It's like everyone's hungry yeah, on your yeah. I don't know how people eat dinner at five o'clock. I'm hungry again at eight. You gotta eat dinner at eight o'clock, man. Well look at me. That that's exactly that, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. I eat dinner at I'm talking that I'm hungry at eight ninety. American way, man. <laughs> I like eating. Right. I had a I had a question for you. It's I don't know. It's not gonna, really going to work with four people. And one of the one of the shticks, one of the things that I do. <laughs> You're just figuring that out, okay? I'm okay, just, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I usually ask. That help? I ask about like a paranormal stuff because I do like one of my shticks is. I take here oh. like locally. I take uh, bands out on ghost hunts before COVID fucking shut everything down. That was part of the shtick, you know. Hey, let's go on a ghost hunt and fuck. So I was gonna ask. Well, why don't I ask if one of you is one of you super into like paranormal and ghost kind of stuff? I don't believe in any of that shit. Oh, you I'm don't? into no? UFOs. I don't. I know. I think we die and we we rot in the ground and that's the end of it. That's it. No afterlife. <laughs> no nothing. Okay. I'm hoping. I would love, I would love to see it. I'm so open to it, but in 46 years, I have not seen a damn thing. I hear you. Yeah. Come talk to me if you're a come talk. <laughs> you up from your white claw to be able to see I don't. I don't believe in ghosts. No, you don't believe it. No, no. Okay, all right. That's fair. You're a man of science. You're a man of science. I respect that. I respect anybody's view on the situation. Because it does kind of say, if you believe in ghosts, well, you might almost have to believe in some kind of afterlife or something like that in some ways, too. I don't know. I've seen some weird shit, though. I have, actually. I saw some uh, some weird, the last ghost hunt we did before everything shut down. There was some weird shit went on, for sure. Well, you like that one show where... You know that one show that it's on cable, and the guy would always go, "Do you hear that? Do you see that?" And it was <laughs> yeah, never, yeah, 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 yeah. ever. Is that, what was it kind of like that? It was. Um, <laughs> it wasn't something 
that I experienced, but I watched the hair on a guy's arm like completely raise up. And we were in a hotel room that was supposed to be haunted. And one of the ghosts, this is a fucked up, I shouldn't even say it because I'm going to get roasted for this. One of the ghosts in the room was supposed to be a cat, uh, the ghost of a cat. And he's like, it feels like a fucking cat is rubbing on my arm right now. And all the hair on his arm raised up to a certain point and stopped. And there was no wind. There was no anything. And I was like, oh, that's fucking weird, you know? I don't know. I don't know what it was. Heroin, was he withdrawn from heroin? He got pilot erection where he suddenly got all that scientific explanation for all these things. Come on, man. Well, Daryl, well, we can't explain that. Come on. Next, what we'll do, what we'll do the next time when all this COVID stuff kind of, you know, things mellow out, I'll do a ghost hunt. At the very end, I'm going to call you in and say, okay, Daryl. I let's let's explain everything that just happened. If anything happens, right? You'd be like the. Uh, you have like ten hours of like time on your show if you're going to get Daryl to start talking. <laughs> 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 you know, no, he could be he could be like the scientific advisor. You know, the Debbie Downer of the series, like. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, this is great. And then Daryl comes in and he's like, no, 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 no. That's not what that was. That's not what that was. <laughs> I just shot myself in the foot. No, I should No, you don't get ratings with shit like that. You know, you get ratings like, what the fuck was that noise back behind me right there? Exactly. Ufos, though. Tend to the, you know, UFOs. I believe in UFOs. You're big, okay. I've seen a UFO. Where, where did you see a UFO? Uh, it was uh, Arizona. Uh, you know, a whole bunch of mushrooms. I was out. I was out with people. What's that little town where those freight communists? Not Tucson, uh, the shithole of Arizona. So all of it? I didn't. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty anyway, much the entire it state. Yeah. It was in Arizona, and so we were all sitting there, and all of a sudden we saw a light go across the sky really fast, not like a shooting star, straight. Then it went up over and then down really slowly so i don't know what it was but it certainly was an unidentified flying object yeah maybe oh, not an alien thing but who knows there's all that area 51s in nevada in the desert and they fly out over arizona and shit i'm sure you know so <laughs> last question what's next for the bull weevils i know you can't play any shows but are you guys going to do any kind of a live feed shows Remote stuff, or, but working on songs for a new record, anything like that? Yeah, new songs. If this is any instance of like a live feed for things, we'd never get through any songs. So right, it would be two hours of bullshitting, basically. And yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what our practices are, anyway. Yeah, two yeah, hours I hear, of I bullshitting. Yeah, and like and like ten minutes of playing. Yeah, All right. We got the new songs we're gonna record. Yeah, we're working on the new songs, trying to record. We were gonna, we were right, right in the midst of rehearsing to get ready to record so and then all this shit went down with the need for social distancing so that kind of fucked up our plan now that they're opening up phase four and things the guys are getting together work on a song so we can try and get them recorded because they're really good new things we just got to get them out there so that people can hear them and then ken sent us a new song just the other day we got stuff in the works which is cool. good you know so and the three of us have been rehearsing without daryl because it was okay before for him to 
bring around whatever weird diseases he had been around before, but all <laughs> right. of a sudden now it's not. <laughs> right. So, uh, <laughs> all those years before he was around six people, it was okay to be around us after, immediately after that, but now it's not. So uh, <laughs> we've been rehearsing without him. And we were pl- the plan was maybe we go in and lay down the music and then he can show up to the studio in his hazmat suit and crawl in through the window or something and record his vocal track so he doesn't have to fear. Send him straight into anybody. the booth. He can go straight into the booth yeah. after he walks in. Drop him in through the skylight. Maybe, <laughs> there you go. You know, there you go. <laughs> Are you sitting in your practice room right now? Yeah, yeah. it looks like it because I've seen you know videos and pictures of you guys. It looks, yeah. It totally looks like we practice in my, my basement. Awesome. So, basement. That's, that's hey, probably the other reason they asked me to be in the band is because they needed a place to practice. They knew you had a good, a good place to play. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> we got kicked out of Daryl's house. Yeah, we did. Okay. Mumford, it really what? doesn't bother me that you drink White Claw. I feel really bad for saying that. It's me neither. Uh, I can think of things that annoy me about you way more than that. <laughs> See, nothing, nothing annoys me about Mumford. Like, I'm never angry at Mumford, ever. Like, nothing uh, ever. I don't know what to say. Well, that was very nice. That was very nice. That was nice. I love what you, What about bro? me? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Love you, man. <laughs> no, I meant, I meant, is there anything that annoys Ken about me? Or, yeah. <laughs> let's not go there no we'll stay away from let's that. talk about that again <laughs> the good thing is nobody had to say what annoys them about me I was left out there that was perfect yeah, right? <laughs> he did yeah huh. wait 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 did I hang on I wrote everything I'm not down. annoying at all not, I don't ever do anything annoying ever no <laughs> yep no you were yeah right. you were left out oh man I, I really fucking screwed the pooch on that one that's alright uh, the the magic of the magic the magic of editing you know I can make it all sound I'll make me look like a champ and the rest of you guys look pretty terrible you know so it's just gonna be an hour of can saying and then I went home and whacked off you know and that's all it's gonna be the whole fun. and like a couple bull weevil songs here and there you know so <laughs> it'll be yeah that's even better play a bull weevil song and then it's gonna go and then it went home and whacked off and then the next song and then every song it's just gonna be just like that lined up <laughs> all right well let's uh let's do the last uh trivia question that daryl might as well this one's hard as shit daryl you're gonna know it though question number seven the avengers are one of marvel comics most popular franchises this team of superheroes first appeared in the avengers number one september of 1963 comic books movies graphic novels underwears you name it the avengers are in there here's the question who made up this team of heroes in the debut issue in 1963? It's multiple choice. Can I answer one of them? Yeah. I think one of them was um, uh, Namor, the uh, Submariner guy. <laughs> That's actually not correct. <laughs> not correct. Not correct. I'm sorry. Oh, no, he was in the- <laughs> Here, I'll do the multiple choice. I'll do the multiple choice. This is that. I think I got it. Okay, you got it? Okay. Got it. He just Googled it. ant-man iron man thor and the hulk primary members of the the group you can probably 
Uh-huh. You could probably include the Watts, but those oh are the four my main members. Oh, my God. You are an incredible comic book nerd. That was you nailed it. You nailed it. And then had Submariner in it. He came later, I think. And he came a little bit one? later. He was in The Invaders and The Defenders. The Defenders. Oh, he was the Defender. That's right. He was one of the Defenders. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. That's right. That's right. And wasn't the Hulk a Defender, so, too, for now, a while? So it was Namor. Uh, Doctor Strange, Silver Surfer, and the Hulk were like yeah. the Defenders. Yeah. And sometimes Ghost Rider might be in there, which is weird. But but they were all like. Weird. But then the other original group with Namor was was the Bucky. Invaders. Invaders, yeah. Bucky, Captain America, uh, the original Human Torch, and Namor. Crazy! Wow, that's cool. That's you're a Marvel kid then. Basically, you weren't really a DC guy. Were you more of a Marvel guy? I, I like all kinds. Of- you were like whatever, whatever you could get your hands on, kind of thing. Archie, you were an Archie guy, right? Uh, Archie. Casper. <laughs> <laughs> Casper. Casper. The- yes, yes, Casper yes. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, I think we got it. Yeah, we got some good stuff in there for sure. Well, thanks, thanks, you guys. Thanks for talking to me tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you, Bob. You got it. You got yeah. it. That was t- fun. Yeah, that was super fun. I'm glad we talked. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, All right take care, Thank guys. All right. Well, folks, there you have it. The Bow Weevils. I had a fucking absolutely great time talking to them. Daryl, Ken, the Peets, Mumford, and Mittler. Or should I say, Dr. Frosty, Mumford the Great, Captain Fitna, and the Thing. Uh-huh. The mightiest bunch of superheroes that have ever lived, one and all. But seriously, thank you so much to all of you in the Bull Weevils, all you guys, for talking to me and for doing what you do in the band that you're in. Shit's tight, and you guys are all truly awesome people. I appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll be hearing a new Bull Weevils record in the next year or so. Uh, I, for one, can't wait. I do love the Bull Weevils. Thanks so much to Mouse and Monkey Button Company for your support of the Bobcast and for making the finest buttons and more in all of punctum. Also, please consider donating to Project Sincere. They do amazing work for the youth of Chicago, and they would appreciate your donation, I'm sure. Lastly, thank you for listening to this episode of the Bobcast. As always, I really appreciate you. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review the Bobcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Here are the Bull Weevils with one last song, Honesty Isn't So Simple. Enjoy.
Alles 